Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam! I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for Ducket, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Duckets is for entertainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 or <laughs> 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor nope, nope. or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Duckets. Hey, D&D fam, welcome back. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, 2021 is almost over. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure many of you are thinking about starting a new job, probably. Um, it's been a long year for some. You know, some people I've seen on social media feel some kind of way about your jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and those be those J1 goals. Yes. So <laughs> um, I think a lot of times most people know kind of fourth quarter slows down for those looking for jobs. But the top of the year ramps back up. And so we bought for our Diva Docket today. We're going to discuss like those interviews and resumes that make the difference mm-hmm. in you getting that new position. Mm-hmm. Um, and you moving on to greener pastures. And so we bought a subject matter expert on the topic in today so she can help you get that new check. Um, <laughs> so um, today we have Courtney Rhodes and we are going to let her introduce herself. Welcome. Welcome, Courtney. Yes. Tell Thank our you for family. having me. Thank you. So tell our family who you are, what you do, how did you get into it? So my name is Courtney Rhodes, and I am founder and owner of the Career Society. Um, I have been in the HR and recruitment space for the last 10 years. Uh, Ironically enough, I graduated from law school in the middle of the recession. Mm -hmm. Um, And luckily enough, I was not looking to practice traditionally anyway. Mm -hmm. I wanted to find something where I could go into corporate and figure it out. Um, And so as everything worked itself out, I got a job. Uh, working in recruitment and legal staffing, and which taught me everything I needed to know about the HR and recruitment mm-hmm. side. And then from there, I really carved out a niche uh, in corporate after that to where, you know, I was, you know, working with attorneys and executives. Um, they wanted to work with me because of my background, because of my degrees, because I could understand the language. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved into the Career Society. I worked uh, for some time at um, at a law school mm-hmm. uh, that was here in Charlotte. And so uh, that component brought out career counseling, coaching. And really, after I left there, the students pushed me to say, hey, you don't work at the school anymore. What do you charge? Like, what's right. your business? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can't, you can't just do my resume. You can't just drop you. us. Right. Yeah, you don't work for the school. Right. Um, it pushed me to to become legal, I guess, for, mm-hmm. for business purposes. Mm-hmm. And I've been I've been I've had the career society for four years now. Um, it's also turned into full uh, HR operations. So I have clients, small business clients, who I work with, and I do their HR services from mm-hmm. beginning to end. Um, everything from the terminations, the onboarding, you know, um, setting it up. 
uh, managing the system. So um, I feel very blessed in how the business has turned into something totally different. So I get to manage businesses and, and, and coach them on the HR side. And I also get to coach professionals and push them to that next level. Um, so it's it's been, a, been an interesting ride for sure. I love that. Duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know, we love a good name. So yeah. I know you say you have the career society, but there's also the career whisperer. How did that come into play? That came, actually, that came from the law school as well. That came from my colleague. <laughs> Um, so it was like, you always give these kids jobs. Like, you know, like, like the whisper when it comes to that. And so mm-hmm. it stuck. And I was like, you know what? I should really own that. You I know, like it. there's something to that. So mm-hmm. I just stuck with it. Yeah. I love yeah. that name. Right. It's definitely a niche. And mm-hmm. so what are you know people are starting to apply and you know have that resume i know at one point i was guilty of not really tailoring it mm-hmm. um and so what are some of the you know having that hr background some of the most common mistakes you see people making like on their resumes and in their interviews i would say the number one mistake on a resume is not tailoring mm. so you just you get a resume done i think that's probably like the biggest faux pas mm-hmm. for people when they have their resume done once by someone else. Oh, I got it done by someone else. I can just shoot this out to every position. Right. It's not true. You have to make sure that it's tailored for each position. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that the requirements are there. You want to speak the language that they speak. I would say that's at the top of the list when it comes to resumes. You know, people say, well, I have that experience. Well, is it on your resume? Mm-hmm. You know, is it like clear on your resume that you have five years or you serve or you manage like you have to make it plain because mm-hmm. you can't get past the resume. We can't get to the interview right. component where you can explain yourself. Right. Right. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then I would say in interviews, the biggest thing is people really not knowing their experience. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that you have the five years of experience that they're looking for mm-hmm. or providing a, an eloquent example right. of the work that right. you did practicing. Right. So when I work with some of my clients, they'll say, Oh yeah, I have that experience. Well, why didn't you say that? I didn't think about it, you know, because you're in the, it's you. Right. So you don't credit, just, you don't give yourself the credit that you deserve. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we, I make them write it out. Mm-hmm. Write it out. Let's get it all out. Let's package it up. When you, when they ask you, do you have this experience? You have it and mm-hmm. be confident yeah. about it. You know, don't feel like you, you're fudging your resume mm-hmm. or your, or your background. You have the experience. Just go with the confidence. Yeah, yeah. And so speaking of fudging. I know. You know, I was like, <laughs> So a lot of times, you know, and I think we spoke on it before, as women, we tend to see these 10, you know, bullet points they'll put on a requisition and feel like, oh, I don't have all 10, let me just not. Mm-hmm. Whereas the statistics show that men will just do it. They just will go for it and apply and they might have five of them. And so what is the line between beefing up your resume and lying okay so i think it's it's twofold question it's a twofold question so the one um that is true women will not apply to a job unless they have 100 Mm -hmm. 100 of the preferred and required you're right statistics show that Mm -hmm. um but if you have at least 75 percent or more i would say go for it if you feel that you, you know, if there's one or two that you're looking at in the requires that you don't meet, particularly the soft skills. Mm-hmm. If there's someone who's super energetic, like you can't, 
that's not a requirement. I mean, it's not a requirement. Like, right. how do you measure right. energy? Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, or how do you how do you manage that someone is a strong analytical? Like, mm-hmm. those are just buzzwords. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, get down to the meat. Do you have the X amount of years of experience to, that they they mm-hmm. asking for? Do you have the skill set? Mm-hmm. Are you lacking it by a year or two? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Go ahead and apply to the job. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to ask you. In some instances, they may ask you qualifying questions. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have the experience, you don't. You have to say no. Right. You have to move right. on. Right. But if they don't, go for it. Supply, you know, submit your resume and go for it. Go with what you have. Present it to the best of your ability. Put it on a silver platter. They're either going to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. Now, lying, you don't want to do that. If mm-hmm. you don't have the 10 years of experience and you just have five, don't put the 10 years of, you know, like it's going to show. Mm-hmm. They're asking for 10 years of experience for a reason. Right. Mm-hmm. So don't go to the, don't get to the extreme of lying on your resume. Be sure that you're honest about what you have on there, mm-hmm. but don't also don't be afraid to utilize what you actually have. Mm-hmm. Right. I think a lot of people are afraid of that. A quick example, I had a, a, a male and a female that went out for a position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just say the female was way more qualified for the role, mm-hmm. but the male that applied to the position and they both interviewed for the role, the male was way more confident. Mm-hmm. He asked for more, more money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like he just, he just had all of these, like, I know I belong here. Right. And the female was like, I'm very thankful to be on the phone with you. You got 20 plus years of experience and you were surprised that I called you. Mm-hmm. Um, they both got the job because there was two openings. Right. Male asked for twenty thousand dollars more. He got it. The female, she was happy to just have <sighs> the salary that he offered, which was twenty to. Well, I want to say it was twenty to thirty thousand dollars less. So he than made a fifty thousand dollar difference. Yes, it was a thirty thousand dollar difference. One that I'm still trying to figure out how you know you had so much confidence and you didn't have it, and then the other. <laughs> who should have had the confidence mm-hmm. and should have had the money. Right. So, yeah. So you just have to go boldly when you're looking at that. Mm-hmm. And that's going to continue to build because when you think about bonuses, that difference is going to just get bigger, especially yeah. if she doesn't go and advocate for like, so <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm overqualified. <laughs> Run me my money. Uh, don't say it like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who embodied the attitude? The attitude. Right, right, the attitude. Because I'm sure that's how he would have done. Like, well, he I mean, right. this is what it is. This is my yeah. offer. Right. So when you speak about tailoring the resume, mm-hmm. I know people um, with with the requisitions. There's these keywords, right? Which you were, were speaking to buzzwords. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it true? Is there some little technology that's basically? Are they really reading your resumes, or is there some kind of like system that is basically vetting it? for these keywords? Like, is there a no, bot? So, so it's it's both. Okay. So there is a system that does read your resume for buzzwords. However, mm-hmm. they're still human beings. Okay. Even one of them. <laughs> um, I still contract in, in corporate America mm-hmm. um, as a recruiter, and I still read resumes. I still go through and read resumes and review them to make sure there are years of experience. Now, there are systems to ask to vet you out. Mm-hmm. So again, like I told you guys, they may ask some pre-qualifying questions mm-hmm. to just see, um, you know, if you technically, if you don't have a law degree and you're applying for a, a, you know, a legal position, you don't have a license, then, okay, we need to, we, I don't even need to look at your resume. Right. right. You, don't, you don't qualify. Mm-hmm. So there are pre-qualifying questions. 
but there are still human eyes mm-hmm. that sit on resume. I always get really irritated when people say that, no, someone's <laughs> looking at your resume. Mm-hmm. It happens to be me. Mm-hmm. You were rejected by a human being. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. you know, <laughs> take the rejection <laughs> and the correction and move on. Right. Like, mm-hmm. So no, there are human beings that are still sitting and reviewing resumes for sure. Okay. That's good to know. And so with the resume, what is your opinion on cover letters? Are they dated? Do they actually help? Do y'all read those too? <laughs> you want me to tell y'all a secret? Tell us the secrets. I hate them. Really? I don't like them. Oh. I don't, I don't like them. You don't like no. my two-page cover letter? Two pages. No, ma'am. <laughs> Sorry. Definitely not two pages. No, ma'am. Uh, so I, I, I don't. I, I think... And here's here's me just being honest. Mm-hmm. It's about time. Mm-hmm. It's about being conscientious of my time mm-hmm. as well as your time. Mm-hmm. And I really focus on the candidate's time. So if you put it in there, I feel obligated to read it. Why? Because you put it in there. So let me read it. You know, because mm-hmm. I know it took the time to do it. Mm-hmm. But if it's not required, this is what I'll say. If it is not required, please don't put it in there. Okay. Because... Why? Because you won the risk of someone not reading it and you've wasted your time and your Mm. time is money. And so as a candidate, you want to be able to give quality. You want to be able to one, um, say I can listen, Mm -hmm. you know, like you didn't ask for it. It wasn't required. You asked for a resume. You asked that I have X amount. I gave you everything that was required. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you want to be effective and efficient. So if you're writing all these resumes and you've got to tailor the resumes and you're tailoring the cover letter, that's a lot of time that you're losing Mm -hmm. when you're, that's one other position that you could have applied to. Mm -hmm. So my rule of thumb, if it's not required, do not send it. If it is one page, page, and then you move on, you know, One quick, it's like a, it, you're, you're, that should be a quick elevator pitch. Right. It is a hello. This is my experience. I look forward to seeing, meeting and speaking with you. So it's kind of like boom, boom, Three paragraphs. Boom. Get to the point and move on. Mm-hmm. Again, it's about time. Even mm-hmm. if they make it required, you want to be quick. You want to mm-hmm. get in and out. Okay. Yeah. So when we're talking about length, because I will say not so much cover letter wise, but I struggle with that with, resumes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As you get further in your career, you've, you've been in the game more. So yeah. how long should your resume be? It should it, Do you have to whittle it down to one page and, and kind of limit the years that you're showing? Or is two pages okay? Like, what is the, what is the flavor uh, or the feel for maybe recruiters such as yourself? Yeah, really good question. So, and it's a fair question because mm-hmm. So many people struggle with that. Well, I have 20 years of experience. You want one page? No. Right. <laughs> um, two pages, two pages is acceptable, especially if you have, I would say if you have really five plus years of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two pages, you know, you've got community service, you've got boards, you've got things of that nature, two pages. Um, three, you want to, my rule of thumb is that you want to check and make sure that everything is necessary mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. go into that resume going back to tailoring your resume, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't need to put all your experience on that position. Right. So that can take you down to two pages, mm-hmm. you know, so, or, you know, two and a half. Mm-hmm. Like I said, two and a half, 
two, two and a half is a good range. Okay. When you get to that three, you really want to say, is this necessary for this particular job? Right, right. Is it necessary, period. Is it adding value? Right. Start right. to ask those questions. Now, when you go past that range of a four, five, I've even seen 10 page resume. Oh, wow. That's like a book. You really, you have to, you really have to have a self assessment. President Obama would not and he was the president of right. the United States. Mm-hmm. So that should that should give you a good range of like two and a half mm-hmm. to I would say three. Again, three if it's if it's qualified experience and work is is great. Um, and I will say this one disclaimer: uh, the government is different. Mm-hmm. So the government requires a lot more um, years of experience. They require a lot more information. Right. Salary, they have a whole lot of just objectives that they have on there. Mm-hmm. So if you're going for a government position, your resume is going to be a little bit longer. And it, right. it's not going to qualify in that two and a half, three pages. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And I definitely want to reiterate what you said about tailoring, especially your older experience, right? Because most of us, um, you know, you say you came straight out of law school and went into something that you're kind of passionate about now and it has grown. But right. there are people that have been all over the place mm-hmm. in their careers. Right. So even though you might not have that, even though you have that 20 years of experience, maybe only the last 10 years are relevant. So yeah. if you want to yeah. show your longevity, you know, those 10 years that aren't necessarily relevant have one or two bullet points there instead of everything you did. And then the ones that are more relevant, put more bullet points. You know, like you said, just just tailoring that resume so you can still have it, but not be so, so wordy and yeah. everything. Yep. And to that point, um, when you bring up the, the rule of thumb is 10 years. Okay. So you want to present your 10 years, the, the recent 10 years of experience. Okay. Um, one thing that I will do, let's say your experience is relevant for those previous times. Mm-hmm. I'll just have a quick blurb, like you said, just, and I will say previous experience or past experience. And th- there will be a small area for them and it'll just talk about it. It may put the years. Some you have to be very cognizant about years because sometimes, in some cases, you don't want to date yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you may just want to put that you had five years at that job, mm-hmm. or four years at that job, or ten, or whatever, just to show that you had the experience. So mm-hmm. there are very crafty ways mm-hmm. to to get the job done, um, mm-hmm. and to also rebrand. You made another point about um, people not having sometimes all over the place when it comes to experience. You can bring it home. It's just about you having the end goal in mind. What mm-hmm. are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. And then after that, take all your experience and rebrand it to what you needed and streamline it. Nobody needs to know that you were in a bad situation or wasn't a good job. They just need to know right. you know I mean? They don't need to know that you was going right. through. Do not, do not <laughs> bad mouth managers on a resume. Please, Please don't, don't bad mouth your managers on right. a resume. Right. It, yeah. it comes out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. You know uh, but you, they don't need to know that. You yeah. Wrapped in a pretty red bow. Yeah. When they and that, I mean, you mentioned something that I we hadn't even, I, well, I definitely hadn't even thought about, like ageism, you know, when mm-hmm. that comes in, like through your resume and into an interview, like how important, I, I guess not even important, but relevant, like people that have that concern, is it a legitimate concern, especially when you talk about these more senior roles, right? Mm-hmm. We're yeah. presuming that they're going to go to, people that have the years of experience and to do that you have to have the age but how does that play with your interviews and resumes yeah 
It is true, and and sad it does exist, and it's not because someone was like, "Oh, he's eighty five. We mm-hmm. don't want to hire him for that." But think about it: we live in a very high tech society mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where everything is systems. Right. I, I don't, you know, I can't think of one job mm-hmm. that I can think of. Legal has technology, yeah. customer service. Even if you were looking at call centers, they're all tech. It's right. all systems and technology now. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, the concern that when I've worked with hiring managers in the past is, do I have to teach this person this system? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to keep up? If we decide to do a full overhaul and a different integration, Will I will this person have a learning curve? Mm-hmm. You know, and a, no more than anyone else if they're open to it. Right. I know people that are young that are opposed to technology. I wouldn't hire them for a tech job or any job. <laughs> right, right. They don't like technology mm-hmm. and they 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 refuse to come to the 21st century. Right. So I always say, I always, you know, go push back on that and say, hey, it's not really an age thing, it's more of a mental mindset. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the other thing that I've noticed when it comes to age is sometimes in their in their interviews, um, they've not, again, because you have so much years of experience, you're not the continuing education is mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. So you do show signs that you would not be flexible, agile, you're not open to change. Um, because well, I know what I, I've been in this area for right, years. right, right. It's been done all the time. Right. Like there's certain buzzwords that people can say in those interviews that can show signs of you're not qualified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's more, it's more of you. It's more of a personality trait mm-hmm. than age. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so it made me think when you were talking about like the technology, I think another thing, probably especially women do is let's say like you have an interest, but you don't have maybe like word for word experience. So I'll like as an example, like I know people in legal that maybe they've just done like contracts because you could get siloed. Right. But then they want to do something maybe in commercial or security so they don't have they have legal experience but they're not in that particular field Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that they can do to like still make themselves attractive for those roles that they're now you know interested in that's a good question um i would say if there's a certification that Mm -hmm. that job requires for example i just off the top of my head compliance Mm -hmm. so there's the cam certification that you can do for compliance Mm-hmm. What can you do in your current role to get the gain the experience of compliance? Well, compliance is really just making sure that you align with the law. Mm-hmm. And whatever you're doing, whatever group you're in, everybody is adhering to the federal or or uh, or state regulations. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all it is. Right. And making sure that you mitigate risk or avoid risk as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Is there something in your current role that you can do? Raise your hand to do a stretch assignment or whatever so that you can get that experience to put on your resume. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you can volunteer to do? Um, one of my favorite clients has a resume that she's built from volunteering. And that mm-hmm. volunteering turned into a job mm-hmm. for her. So at one point, she was in corporate as well as volunteering. And she could pull out anyone at any given time mm-hmm. and say, okay, where can I go? Because she couldn't get it in corporate, she decided to get it on her volunteer time. Mm -hmm. So you may want to look at something where you can volunteer or um, get an extra role, uh, maybe look at with a small business that maybe you can consult. You just got to get the experience so that you can get it, you know, have it on your resume. Mm -hmm. I will also say start to network with people in the area Mm -hmm. because you may not be far off. 
they may say, oh, based on the experience that you're telling me you have right now, you should go ahead and apply to that. We actually need mm-hmm. that skill set mm-hmm. in order to help us. We'll teach you everything else. Right, right. Me, for example, I had a JD, you know, he <laughs> uh, said a JD mm-hmm. and I didn't have that experience. And they said, hey, we'll teach you those things. We'll teach mm-hmm. you how to recruit. We'll teach you HR. We like that you have the JD because mm-hmm. we can't, the JDs are not walking around all the time. We mm-hmm. just, you know, we can, we can help you do all the rest of that stuff. So I am a firm believer of just going for what you know. Yeah. You want to do it, do it, mm-hmm. you know, and see where it lands. Mm-hmm. I had to rub my girl's shoulder because that's how she softball oh, knocked hers girl. at the park into her, to her role, right? Using <laughs> her. Use her yeah, you know, look, I'm putting it out there. Uh, Okay. <laughs> Not yes, specifically she what she did, but she knocked that out the park by using she her. Did. She like, yeah. Did. yeah. So love I it. am extremely proud yes. of her for that. Me too. She did. She took experience yeah. from a, an area and said, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to merge. I want to blend into that. And to be quite frank, she had the experience. Right. She did everything. Right. Um, actually, she was more than qualified because it's very difficult to find attorneys with the experience right. of the job that she was going for. Right. And so I and then you'll remember I told you this. Mm-hmm. You are way more qualified than you know for this job. All you got to do is walk into it. She did, because I was in nerd mode. Like, okay, so I got my example. I just need to practice. I need to go over it. I'm that person for an interview. Yeah, me too. So, me too. <laughs> she was like... You got this. Yeah. And she did. Yeah. And she did it. She did. Yeah. So I proud of her. I appreciate it. Thank you. So when you're in interviews, right, it should be more of a conversation. I like conversational interviews. Sometimes it can't always be that way, but um, it's a two-way streak, right? When you're going into an interview, you're trying to also, as the person trying to seek the job, Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that this is somewhere you're going to be comfortable at. So many people Mm -hmm. are probably miserable in their jobs because they didn't take note during those interviews of to assess the environment or assess the manager that's interviewing them and seeing how they're going to be, right? So what are some of the questions as an interviewee that you can be asking them, right? So it's you're making sure that you're getting what you need as well as them. Yeah, I love it. I love it when it's conversational. It should be conversational. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is it is a two-way street for sure. Um, there are some places that I would say absolutely no to uh, that I would never want to work. Why? Because I have my again, my list of things that matter. Right. Um, it really is important for you to really narrow down what's important about this job. Mm-hmm. Okay, they have to pay you. Mm-hmm. You should negotiate. I'm a big believer that that's part of my, my part of packages of my packages. However, what are some of the core things? What do you value? Do you value work life balance? And what does that look like mm-hmm. for you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is is work life balance having a nine to five? Is work life balance being able to have a flexible schedule? And so then you package that into a question. So what does the work schedule look like? You know, what is a what is a successful person um, who finishes this role look like? And so they may say, oh, it's somebody who works 80 hours a week. You know, we love Bill. Bill works 80 hours <laughs> off the books, Saturday and Sunday when nobody's here. He is awesome. You may not want to work somewhere like right. that because if that's what you equate to success, mm-hmm. then that's not who I am. We're going to have a problem. You can already tell that's going to be a no. Right. But if you say that, yo, it's Susie Q, who, you know, she is amazing. She's awesome. She works a, a flexible schedule. She only comes in 35 hours a week, mm-hmm. um, you know, because she just had a baby. 
but she's still doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. That may be a place that you want to work because, right. okay, you want that flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. What does it look like um, to, you know, you know, in the times of COVID, you need to ask whether or not this is a hybrid situation. Um, is it fully remote? Will I have to come in 100% eventually? Mm-hmm. Um, people are getting a little comfortable with the remote working. You want to ask, right. you want to bring me into the office 100% at some point in time. Right. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, you want to ask about the team um, that you will support. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, what problem will you solve when you come in? Mm-hmm. You know, you're bringing me in, you know, what do you have on your plate? Mm-hmm. If you're giving, if a, if a company is giving a budget to hire someone, that means that there is a problem to solve. And you have to figure out how, how, you know, what are they trying to solve and how you can equate that mm-hmm. to you serving as an asset. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the plans? What are the future plans for the next 90 days that you have for me in this role? Um, and then uh, finally, I love when people ask the question of, is there anything, um, is there any, any additional information that you could tell me about the role? And is there any information that, you know, that are you, that is ambiguous, my experience that's ambiguous to you, that you need me to clarify. Mm-hmm. When people ask those questions, they get a lot more than what they want. Um, because you know, sometimes they don't meet the qualification, or sometimes they're they're not right for this role. Right. Um, which brings on the conversation of how can we move you to the right position? Mm-hmm. And then if they ask about the position in more detail, they're going to get more information out of me right. than my little summary that right. I was giving. Right. Right. They're yeah. asking for that additional information. So you want it to, 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 if you're purchasing, if you're making a big purchase, you ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm, right. You so should. This is an investment. Mm-hmm. And so you want to ask those questions that are pertaining to you. Um, and, and not, again, not just the money questions, but the, the mental, the physical well-being, the, the workload of the job. You want to ask those type of questions. Yeah, for sure. Those are executive level questions that people at, that at the top are asking. Mm-hmm. And I think it takes some of the pressure off, too, because if you're you're in an interview, you're already kind of, you know, your nerves a little mm-hmm. bit and you're a little tense. And I think when you're putting it on someone else to talk, it gives you some time to like, OK, pull well, yourself together. Right. Yeah. And um, I think I mean, it's a simple question. But to me, one of the things that kind of helps, you know, like, oh, you can see like, oh, this place is a mess is asking <laughs> them like, you know, what in this role, what are some of the sore spots or some of the pain spots that you've seen with yeah. candidates or the team? Because if those sore spots are not aligning with you or you're feeling like, OK, they they got me coming into a you know what show. Yep. So, uh, yeah, and I also like asking the question of um, like it, I ask it in a different way, but basically ask it, is this a new role? Like, am I fulfilling a new position or am I replacing someone that just matriculated out, right? Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of times in the interviews when I've asked those questions, they're like, you're you're either picking up somebody's workload and they need you to be able to jump right in yeah. or the team is growing so well that, mm-hmm. you know, you're being able to come in and you know you'll be able to have someone to um, probably show, show you the way versus someone that's left and they kind of yeah, just need you to figure jump it out. In. Right. So, I, you know, I think that's a really helpful question to ask as well. It is. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. And um, so researching, because you said like when you get in the interview, mm-hmm. not knowing or just not even knowing one, what you're bringing to the table mm-hmm. or having that experience and then being like, oh, I didn't think that. I didn't think about bringing it up, right? Mm-hmm. So okay. researching, researching the position, 
Um, what what do you feel like they should be researching? Because sometimes, you know, whether you're applying internally um, or externally can make a difference in what you can research, um, yeah. what you have access to as far as being able to research a manager or whatever. But, um, like, what do you feel like you should research for the position and, and where can you research those things? Yeah, um, another, that's a fair question. Um, I would always say if you know who you're interviewing with, I mean, you got LinkedIn now, go ahead. Right. You know. Go ahead and check your LinkedIn. It's okay. You know, they, they expect it. They're checking your LinkedIn. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, so check all the panelists, uh, you know, LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, another thing that I tell people as well, look into who this person is connected to. I can't tell you how many times I received an email and said, hey, Courtney, I see you connected to Melinda. Um, she, I'm interviewing for a position with her. Okay, what you can you tell me? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you one or two things. We're connected just because we're connected on LinkedIn. I really don't know her. You know, mm-hmm. or oh yeah, I used to work for her back X amount of years. I'm happy to reach out for you, or I can tell you that you know, man, she has this amount of years of experience. She likes this, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it it just kind of goes one or two ways. So you want to use your connections as well mm-hmm. to kind of help you to conduct the research too. People that you know who've worked at the companies previously or currently can help you with the experience. Mm-hmm. They can tell you whether or not it's a show in the in the company currently. Or if it's a transition, right. you know, new leadership, restructuring, yeah. whatever's going on, they can tell you about that. And they also can tell you personally how they feel about the company. Mm-hmm. So this is all, you know, research that you can you can conduct. Um, yeah. If it's a publicly traded company, there's always a lot of you mm-hmm. know insight on publicly traded companies. Mm-hmm. And then so you've got that research to do, and then you got to do the self-research mm-hmm. that we talked about before making sure that you have the experience, the skill set, and the background. Um, so it's twofold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got tons of resources. You've got the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, like literally get into a deep, dark, rabid YouTube hole that we've all ended up seeing <laughs> in the world, jump over a plane, and you don't know how you got there. Right. For this job. Just mm-hmm. get down into that hole and, and just research and talk to and move as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you're equipped for that conversation. Yeah. And if you're at that point in the, you know, some people pay for the, I think it's like $30 a LinkedIn premium. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can search secretly. Like you don't have to be, it'll say that thing of like someone in legal field, like yeah. looked at your resume, but it won't say who. So that's yeah. the thing. If you're worried about, oh, I don't want to look weird or I don't want to seem, if you, if you're paying mm-hmm. for LinkedIn, mm-hmm. that's an option in terms of seeing how you're viewed um, when you search for people. And the, well, free for 30 days um yeah, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. so you may be able to do it for your 30 days and, and cancel so, set yeah. that reminder because they will charge you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the internal like i think fans people are fans of like well now the virtual coffee before if you weren't like uptown or whatever you can meet somebody for coffee and kind of reach out it's it, for me as an introvert, it used to be kind of awkward, but just that email of like, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm thinking about transitioning, I have an interest in what you do, would love to talk about your experience. Like, most people are really open to a phone call and to just kind of talk about what they do, and um, I've rarely been told no, like, when I would reach out mm-hmm. and do that, so... Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. And then to that, so I think in w- what you're talking about is like um, before you have an interview, like just generally seeing how. Yeah, like as you're is, interested right? and you're just learning more. Yeah, right. How mm-hmm. do you feel about reaching out to somebody that's on the team prior to an interview if it's internal? Is that um, a no no? If that you're saying if that if okay if you're saying the person that's interviewing is internal or 
Yeah, like, so say I'm interviewing and I've, you know, went and looked up the manager, saw who was under her team, and I'm just going to pick a person, more than likely probably that looks like me, but I'm just going to pick a random person, you know, to go and talk to, like, before, not knowing if they're a panelist on the interview or anything, but I've secured an interview and just trying to figure out, like, the environment of that. Should, is that, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I I think it's a really good idea. Anytime you can get any type of, insight uh, or you know inside track mm-hmm. i think you should go for it mm-hmm. um i think you know aside from that if you, whether or not you if the person's on the panel clearly you don't want to do that right right so mm-hmm. the person is not a fair game right. you know mm-hmm. if you're there you definitely can use the alias of the company mm-hmm. you know sit down and meet um and, and, and people will not people want you to be successful for the most part mm-hmm. um there you know there's a a few that do not or do not care, I will say. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you people reach out to you. They take it as kind of their their honor mm-hmm. that you thought enough of their experience and their background that you want that they have something that can they can share with you mm-hmm. to help you propel your career. I mean, that's I don't. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I think it's a major too. thing. Yeah. Like I'm always very honored when people reach out to me about experience or about you know how did you get into this yeah. because that means you value what i bring to the table right. mm-hmm. and me responding to you means that i value you going to the table even better than me right like, yeah. i want you to go even even in a better situation than me so yeah. um i think i always say no people are your greatest asset like that's one of the taglines of the career society you know i i you know i help to protect the greatest asset of any company and that's your people Mm-hmm. So it's the same way as a professional. People are your greatest asset. They can give you so much insight that, you know, Wikipedia or anything, they can tell you. They're going to give you that on-the-ground experience. So don't be afraid. Be an introvert. You could be an introvert after you get done with the conversation. <laughs> but they get to that conversation, you know, and have that, you know, and just have your questions, have some questions together, mm-hmm. make it 15, 20 minutes, and then get out, you know, get what you need and get out. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for interviews, just like down some some of the basics uh, types of interviews, that I don't think we've talked about that, like the c- kind of questions that might be presented in the interview. I know we talked about like having that experience and being able to talk to your experience, but um, like what type of questions I know, like I'm thinking about behavioral questions, right? Yeah. But like what type of questions are generally, do you generally see in an interview? So you see behavior, typically when you make it to the next round, it's okay. typically behavior questions. You know, in all fairness, secrets out. Behavioral questions are really, I mean, it's like the standardized test. Okay. The SAT, LSAT, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. It's really easy to grade. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, why? Because there's an equation that goes with behavior questions. Mm-hmm. It's the STAR method. Um, you go to situation, task, action, result. I teach my clients, I, I put a plus. So mm-hmm. I teach the STAR plus method. What is the plus? What did you learn from all of that? Mm-hmm. You know, as you're giving that example to tie it on in. Um, and not trying to make a negative into a positive because mm-hmm. it's a negative question. Right. Um, there are also technical questions. Typically, your screen is going to be technical questions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how many years of experience do you have in here? Provide me with an example of some of the projects that you've led uh, as a scrum master or as an attorney. You know, they're, they're going to be very, um, you know, factual questions that you'll be able to pinpoint into your background. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the behavior questions are more. I like to say it's more of a like a song and dance. Mm-hmm. So it's still your experience, but you it, it's it's told like even think about the storytelling of it all. If you don't yeah. tell the story of a behavior question correctly, mm-hmm. it can go really bad. Right. You know, like 
I used to work with students, like I remember, vividly remember one. She was a very bright young lady. And then we were like, well, tell us about a time when you when you fail and you didn't meet a deadline. I had never missed a deadline. I have ne- I would never, I've always done it. There's nothing, you've never fell off a bike. Like you didn't <laughs> lie to your parents. Like you didn't sneak a boy in the house. Like you never missed <laughs> your whole entire life. You've been on the up and I mean, I just I've never I like I'm getting warm doing the prep for her. Mm-hmm. So imagine what someone right. else on the other end of the table feels. Right. Then you got people that are too negative. You know, yeah. hey, I was on drugs at one point in time. <laughs> and, you know, I was out on the streets and, you know, and this, that, and the third. And then I changed my way. Like, it's too negative. It's too, it's too much. much. It's too much. Fill <laughs> it back in. Okay. So, like, it's a balance between right. the two. Mm-hmm. It's a balance. Like, it same is. people, same experience. But again, it's the storytelling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's the balance of it all. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. That just threw me off. Sh- I mean, it's, it's, we're keeping it real goes wrong. Now, we didn't right. ask for all that. Um, oh, so Lord. my last question is probably a softball for you because you're probably biased on this. We know how you feel about cover letters. How do you feel about that thank you letter or email? And what is your opinion on resume services? Are they mm. worth the cost? Good both good questions. I absolutely love thank you cards. Mm-hmm. I've tried to, at least I've tried to mm-hmm. keep every last thank you letter um, that I've ever received. Mm-hmm. But from, you know, I just love, I think it's just a nice touch. I know you can't really do that with COVID right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have someone that went out of their way to like do some computer program thank you note, which I thought was nice to send it via email. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I tell my clients is to send an email um, just to quickly follow up and then put something in the mail immediately. Have your thank you cards ready and then get an, get an address and send it to them. Mm-hmm. With the times of COVID, um, it may yeah. not, you may not have an address. They may not, they may be at the house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they may not want to receive it. So, you know, it, it may be a loss. Hopefully it'll come back. But right now it's kind of a, in an impasse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely love thank you cards. I think they're just one of the most elegant and classy things that you can do as a person, mm-hmm. you know, take the time out to do that. Um, when it comes to um, what was the other question? Resume yeah. services. Thank you. Oh, the resume service. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I will say this about the resume service. I offer resume services, but I offer them with conditions. But I used to just take a resume, like you know, somebody was like, "Can you do my resume for me?" Yeah, can do your resume, girl. Do the resume and go on. Mm-hmm. And I got uh, I got feedback sometimes that. Um, that that allowed me to know that sometimes people can become entitled with mm. that. They don't want to do the work. So mm. because I touched your resume, you think that you should get every job you apply to. It's not like that. Right. And so instead of me focusing on the resume service, like mm-hmm. doing your resume, giving it to you, and then telling you to go on, I will not touch a resume unless you have some teaching of how to use it. So mm-hmm. even though you may sign up for the resume service, no, I have a session Mm-hmm. where we're going to talk about how you will effectively use this resume. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to do my coaching packages, like that's the only way that I will agree to do a resume. Um, I think it's the, the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, that people people do, they get that impression. I understand mm-hmm. it was like rightfully so. They feel like they pay for it. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't, but they don't understand the value that they hold. Right. So I've made you into this person. 
mm-hmm. but you can't speak to this person. Mm-hmm. So now you're mad with me because you don't know the person on the paper who happens to be you. Right. You right. Know, so to avoid that um, and to make sure that I focus on the educational part mm-hmm. when it comes to career services, I I make sure that I have that component there for people. Got you. And that makes sense. And it's it's definitely a value add, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we are going to let you get out of here, but we will have Courtney back um, to speak about this resignation flex and to understand negotiating, (laughs) getting that promotion or chucking the deuce, whatever it is you're trying to do. We will have her back very soon. We thank you so much for being here and tell the people where they can find you. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. So you can find me on Facebook, Courtney Rose. Um, I have a big old fro, so you can, you can see it. You'll, you'll see me on there. It's beautiful, too. Uh, I, I, love, you know, I love it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Career Whisper. Um, mm-hmm. You know, either one of those. Or you can reach out to me um, at the Career Society. So the easiest way to reach out to me is just, you can directly email me, Courtney, at thecareersociety.com. I'm happy to help you, assist you with any of your next steps when it comes to your career. All right, y'all. And we will have that information in our episode Mm -hmm. notes. So that is all we have for today. But if you have questions, comments, shenanigans to have possibly read on an episode, divaadvice at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and Instagram, Divas and Duckets, and www.divasandduckets.com. Subscribe below if you haven't already. Um, Do you have anything else? I don't. Just tell you guys to have a great attitude. And we thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and share. All right. All right. Bye.